Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hall of Shame is brought to you by the Just Women Sports Podcast. It's been a historic month for women. Kamala Harris has shattered one of the highest glass ceilings in the land. If you want even more stories of women crushing expectations and breaking barriers, the Just Women Sports Podcast was made for you. Host Kelly O'Hara, known for big tackles, World Cup titles, and Olympic gold medals, sits down each week with the biggest names in women's sports to talk about the untold stories behind their success. These are candid, peer-to-peer conversations on everything from post-Olympic celebrations to fighting for social justice, overcoming injuries, and balancing motherhood with championship ambitions. So take a break from an exhausting yet glorious election and join Kelly on the Just Women Sports Podcast. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Can't wait to get started. Follow the team on social at Just Women Sports and subscribe to their newsletter for the latest highlights, stories, and analysis straight to your phone. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Bonetta. And I'm Rechna Fruchtbaum, and this is Hall of Shame. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. How are you? Look, I'm just living (laughs) in the year of our Lord 2020. (laughs) Can we say in the year of our Lord this year? Because it seems pretty hellish. (sighs) Ah. I know, in the year of the devil. Unless Satan is our number one and only. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I was just you can talk me to anything right now. I'm just so over it. I know. I'm just like so physically and mentally exhausted. And also, guys, I was just telling Russia, you can't see me right now, but I'm wearing a brown hat and I have brown slippers on. Neither of them fit me. <laughs> I ordered these things online because I, I want to support my club, want to support my team. And then they sent me like youth slippers. Oh boy. A child's hat, both of which I will be sending to our good friend Rechna here because they are gonna fit you and they don't fit. Yeah. You you thought maybe for my kids. No, I have a tiny pinhead and tiny feet, and they'll fit me just fine. And you're gonna look cute as heck. Um, My son's feet are officially bigger than mine. Are they really? Yeah. Okay, well, you have teeny tiny, like teeny ass feet. Yeah, like a size and he's five. almost twelve. So. Oh my god! Here's a question. That's what happens? Here's a question. Uh, you you could totally give these things to Eli for for Christmas, which brings me to one of my questions. It has okay. nothing to do with our story, but it's a little hot takey. Okay. How early do you put up your Christmas tree? Because I'm putting my. It's November sixteenth. We're recording this. I'm putting mine up this week. I would do it. I I sort of the tradition in my home is the weekend after Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. just happens to be like a fun, like it became the thing, but thought about it this weekend. I'll tell you that. But here's my thing. I think that the world is so shitty right now that like I want some Christmas joy in my home and I want it for longer than a month. Yes. Okay. For sure. I, the day of the election, I was so stressed out and I Almost like drank a lot of alcohol with yes, but without really realizing it, ordered so many Christmas decorations because it like <laughs> calms me down. And then like three days later, I was like, "What is this tree of like bottle brush Christmas trees?" <laughs> just like, like all my like Harris panicked election day, so, yeah, <laughs> start to show up. That's funny. Okay, well, I'm sorry that 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 question actually has absolutely nothing to do with our story. I would That's love to okay. tell you a nice little Christmas story today, but I do have another question though. Okay. Um, I think I know the answer to this, and I think both of our answers are the same. Have you ever dabbled with online dating? Like, do you know anything about that world? I I dabbled ever so slightly and felt like I have aged out is what I felt. <laughs> I tried it one time when I was single for a hot second, and I was in Berlin, and I got the strangest messages, hmm. and I was like, I am never doing this again. I have friends who have had so much success with it, and I I was like, what is what is it about me that, like, I couldn't connect to it, or I was bad at it, or I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just not a catch. Yeah. I will. Okay, here, I'll tell you why I wouldn't want to do it, is because okay. a big fear of mine, and I think I've had this since I was, like, a kid, 
a big fear of mine is getting catfished. Yes. Like, okay, we're going to have different experiences here. But when I was growing up and we were learning about the internet, one thing that Mm. we were taught was just like, don't go on chat rooms because there are like old men named Bill pretending to be like Jennifer in these chat rooms and they're going to try and like befriend you and then they're going to kidnap you and then you're going to die. So I always had this fear of like the internet and like instant messenger and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of burned into my brain. And that's why I don't, I wouldn't want to do online That's so interesting. My experience is that I grew up in the time of covered wagons and (laughs) (laughs) didn't have email till I went to college and then met um, That's not what I meant, you dick. No, I know. I'm just kidding. But I didn't really experience the internet vis-a-vis dating because I met Dave, the father of my children, who I was with for 20 years, like when I was like 22. So like I, that was probably a little before Match.com. Like I don't even think Dave, I don't even think we texted when we first started dating. And so like by the time I came out the other side and was single, I was like, this is a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is a weird world I'm in. I um, just remember when the 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 town witch, the town matchmaker would <laughs> town pick your match. Witch used to give you a little <laughs> ma- man potion. <laughs> I grew oh, up okay. in the 1800s. We have okay. gotten off topic today, but we've gotten off topic. But I'm going to bring us back. I totally get that fear of catfishing, especially if I'd grown up in it. Okay, well, if you heard the word catfish, you might know what story we are going to talk about today. Today's story is about how an up-and-coming college football player named Manti Teo got catfished and the entire world found Uh, out about it. Worst nightmare. Oh (laughs) Oh my God, I can't wait. So I don't know, I know the broad story, so I don't know the story well, so I'm so Okay, well one thing I'm going to ask of you and our listeners is just to have patience because this story has so many twists and turns and there are probably moments where you're going to be like, wait, what? what is happening, but it's okay because we're all feeling that way because it was so messy and so confusing. And I'm so excited to tell you this story. Uh, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to get to the nitty gritty like as fast as I can, but I I have to tell you the background about Manti for it to all make sense. So Manti Teo was born January 26th, 1991 and grew up on the island of Oahu in Hawaii Mm, and was a devout Mormon. Okay, he was (laughs) love it. Don't love it. He was (laughs) very, very into his family, like spending. He spent all of his time with his family. He would attend all of his sister's basketball games. Cut to my brother's never coming to a sporting event of mine my entire life. Okay, actually, they listen to this podcast. They they would know. They would come every so every so often. Guys, I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was super close with his parents. He was very close to his grandparents. Like just an all around like family dude. Okay. He was like a, he was like a really like wholesome, you know, he was a wholesome kid. So from an early age, Manti had dreams of playing football for USC, just like some of his idols did. He was like a big dude. He was like a born a linebacker, you know? Yeah. By his sophomore year at Honolulu's Punahou School, where PS, that's where Barack Obama went. Fun fact. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so he, by the time his sophomore year rolled around, he was yelling at guys for running away from him on every play. Like he was large in charge. He was an intimidating guy. And with all of that, it came a lot of attention. He was highly sought after by college scouts. Pete Carroll, who Mm. coaches, uh, the Seahawks right now, he used to coach USC. He came to Hawaii to meet Manti. So did Jim Harbaugh, coach of Stanford at the time, wow. UCLA coach Rick Neuheisel apparently jumped off of a 30-foot cliff into the Pacific Ocean near Manti's home to impress him. Okay. However. How come nobody's jumping off cliffs to impress us? Right? Just asking. What? Anyway. Actually, it does sound like a pretty sick job to be able to just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Hawaii. I want this kid to like come to our school. So I'm just like going to go jump into the water and like hang out with him. Nobody, however, made as many trips to Oahu as the assistant coach of Notre Dame did. Brian Polian made 11 trips to Hawaii during a 15-month span. Like, not a bad gig, sir. Not a bad gig. He just kept being like, you guys, 
I need to go back. We need him. He's right there, guys. I promise. Like, he's just a little unsure. They're like, why do we need, like, four first-class tickets? <laughs> to be anyway. honest, he was. Manti was unsure. Um, his on-campus visit apparently did not go very well. There was a snowstorm in Indiana when yeah. Manti landed. And he walked off the plane in uh, shorts and flip-flops. Like, you can take the boy out of Hawaii, but. Yeah. Hard when, like, he could end up in L.A.? To be like, come here. Exactly. So Brian was just like, okay, I got to make the rounds, guys. Like, I got to sure. go to Hawaii. I'm not vacationing. I promise. Like, I'm doing work. Yeah. Um, but I guess, hey, it paid off because in 2009, Manti Teo, I guess, ended up buying some snow boots and was like, I'm all in. Notre Dame, sign here me I up. Come. And he, it was like the perfect fit. I'm sure he felt good about his decision right away because he fit in with like all the players. They became best friends. They were calling each other Oos, which is Samoan for bro. Um, Yeah, I think he felt really good about his decision. I love it. And Manti Teo had an incredible run at Notre Dame. Sure. His freshman year, he was named Freshman All-American by College Football News. He was also named a second-team Freshman All-American by Rivals.com. His sophomore year, he led the team in tackles. Uh, He was named one of 16 semifinalists for both the Butt Kiss Award. (laughs) Best college linebacker. (laughs) Brian Polian. This whole time is like, also, I got a great tan. Like, win-win. Everybody did great. He was looking good. Manti Teo was looking good with the team. I love it. The Fighting Irish are feeling great. They were feeling great. Teo thrived at Notre Dame and it was home for him so much so that he actually turned down going to the NFL so that he could go back to Notre Dame for one more year. And good thing he did because that, you guys, is where he met his girlfriend. Can we have some like harp music here? (laughs) According to a South Bend Tribune article from October 10th, 2009, important to mention here that there was nobody credited for this article. We don't know where this information came from. Huh. Okay. So according to this article, Manti and this girl, Lene Kakua, met after Manti had just lost a game to Stanford. Okay. There, there's like, it's like this really romantic article, like their eyes locked from across mm. the field and he said hi to her. They swapped numbers and they kept in touch for two years. They were like just buds. Um, and in early 2012, they met in 2009, in 2012, they started a relationship. Okay. They became Facebook a fish, if you will. Okay. And they did long distance, and every night they would call each other. Because she was at Stanford? She was in California, and he okay. was in Indiana. in Palo so they Alto. Did, yeah. They Got did uh, long distance. He's dedicated. He's a young guy in college, and he's choosing to have a long distance relationship. I respect it. Wow. I respect it. feel like I could not have. Did not have the like self restraint in college. I was college. an idiot in college. Yeah, I drank every single flavor of vodka that existed, <laughs> including white grape. What is that? What I isn't don't... that just wine? Super oh, confused. Did I just drink wine? <laughs> <laughs> was it just a bottle of Chardonnay? Is a question to ask you. What's this white grape vodka? Yeah, were you catfished by white grape vodka? I could have been. I was a <laughs> anyway. dum dum. so shortly after they became facebook a fish lene got into this really really terrible car accident in california where she lived um which left her on the brink of death like it was really really gnarly she was put in the hospital um it was really scary it was like really scary And, and manti didn't go by the way he stayed in indiana um just worth noting. Two months later, she starts to heal up and she's like home, goes back into the hospital for a checkup to see how they wanted to see how she's doing. And they find leukemia in her body. Oh my God. When they did all the tests. So like, oh my God, what a rough couple of months. Yeah. And again, after the leukemia diagnosis and the car accident, Manti Teo doesn't go to Hmm. Indiana. And I want to say there could be a million excuses for that. Like I was so, I mean, you guys already heard that I was a mess in college, but I was a (laughs) proper mess. And I used to go into the laundry room to see if anyone like left any dimes or anything like that behind because we had a subway at the bottom of our school and I could only afford vegetarian subway sandwiches. Oh, Rachel. So, like, no way, Jose, was I booking a flight to California. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I just want to put that out there. There's yeah. a million excuses Fair. for this, right? 
But still, pretty crazy. That's intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyways, Manti and her develop this like new nightly ritual that they like talk on the phone while they fall asleep. Like they're she's going through so much, but they're like the, mm-hmm. the most connected that they've ever been. Right. They're just like super in love with each other. So she would actually go on to live a somewhat normal life that year. She'd graduate from Stanford, spend hours on the phone talking to her new boyfriend. But ultimately, she took a turn for the worst in the summer and entered treatment at St. Jude Medical Center. That's when our guy, Manti Teo, suffers two god-awful blows. On September 12th of 2012, Manti Teo's grandmother passes away. And if you remember, oh. if I was telling you at the beginning, like, he is such a family dude. So close. Like, he, they were so close. I imagine it was not easy for him to move to Indiana from Hawaii. That's a nine-hour yeah. flight. I checked. Rough. And then you find out that your grandmother passes away and you can't do anything about it. You're so far it's away. It's just, like, so brutal. And then Reshna, on the same day, later that day, Manti Teo's girlfriend, Lene, dies of leukemia. What? Yeah. On the same day. That's so sad. It's incredibly sad. I don't – I mean – and you're a kid. I, you're in college. Yeah. Like the devastation. too much. You wouldn't even – I wouldn't even know. I mean no. we both – we've talked about it. We both lost our dads. I would not know what to do no. with like a double whammy. It's tough. I think I would have just passed out. I, wow. I don't even want to imagine what that same would be like. Same day. So he actually insisted on practicing – that afternoon huh. and he talked to his team in the locker room beforehand because probably everyone was just like dude what are you dude what are you doing go, go home go somewhere yeah <laughs> what's happening he said this is what he said to his his dudes this is my family i love each and every one of you my girlfriend always told me send roses while they can still smell them tell people you love them while they can still hear so that's nice he wanted to be surrounded by people that he sure. loved because he couldn't be with anybody else. He couldn't go home to Hawaii. He couldn't right. go to California. He just wanted to be with his his dudes. People. Sure. <sighs> so Lene's death sent this like crazy shockwave through the college football community, especially at Notre Dame. Okay. Charities were started. More than $3,000 had been sent to one campaign raising money for leukemia and lymphoma. Again, cut to me not even having $3 for a proper subway sure. sandwich. Like kids were really pooling money and getting behind. Yeah, doing Manti. their best. It was amazing. Three days later, Manti Teo has this big game and he show, he goes, he shows up mm-hmm. and he really shows up. He goes and he records 12 tackles. He has an incredible wow. game leading the Irish to the win over Michigan 20 to three. I oh, believe really? Notre Dame and Michigan are like a pretty big rivalry. So I think that this was like a pretty big win. Pretty big rivalry, pretty big deal. And I feel like in recent times at the time, like Michigan generally was winning those matchup so that was a big deal and that's not all the entire stadium was like decked out in the lays for Manti Teo like everyone was supporting him Ooh, I have goosebumps just reading that like it was a really really cool moment for him of unity of unity rallying around yeah yeah, just like love Love and support of this guy love that really missing that right now it's like any sort of unity or rallying around literally any kind of like love and support would love that sounds great um this is what manti said after the game this year has been bittersweet from a football point of view it's been everything i could ever imagine just to be undefeated just that camaraderie around our team it couldn't get any better from the off the field standpoint it's been hard it's been really hard to deal with not only school but my personal life there's nothing i could say to explain it unless somebody's been there before they've experienced loss especially a loss of someone who's always there someone you've communicated with every day it's just hard So around this time, Heisman talk started to circulate Manti Teo. For those of you that don't know, the Heisman Trophy is awarded to the best college football athlete and media members vote on the winners. So like usually it's like the outstanding quarterback who's like absolutely amazing, Joe Burrow. Like maybe a running back. Or it's – you know, a linebacker who's been dealt an absolute shit stack sure. of cards but has come out on the other side. Like, the, the writers are voting, so it's oftentimes, yeah. like, the best story. So a lot of people were like, Manti Teo's probably going to win the Heisman this year. Like, he was really – I mean, his personal life is falling apart and his professional life is like, oh, my God, he is taking off. He's going to the NFL, sure. maybe. Sports Illustrated put him on the cover of the October 1st issue under the headline, The Full Manti which looked like the full Monty, the full Manti. I love it. So he's feeling great. Love a pun. <laughs> love it. Love a play of words. Here for it. 
he's feeling he's feeling great, you guys. And then he receives a phone call from Lene's phone. And I will tell you what that phone call was all about after the break. Hall of Shame is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Reshna, I don't know if you know this, but technology plays a very large role in sports and it's kind of always changing and getting better. The NHL used puck and player tracking technology to let TV viewers know who was doing what, where the puck went, stats, and more. NBA teams featured digital fans in the stands to watch the games virtually and pump the players up. When it comes to hiring for your business, there's one solution that's been advancing its technology for years, ZipRecruiter. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com shame. When you post a job on ZipRecruiter, it gets sent out to over 100 top job sites. Then ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology identifies people with the right skills and experience and invites them to apply to your job. It's a winning formula, so no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So if you want to step up your hiring game, give ZipRecruiter a shot. You got nothing to lose, my friends. Why? Because right now you get a chance to try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com shame. That's ZipRecruiter.com S-H-A-M-E. What are you waiting for? Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shame. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Bev. Um, Guys, I've been drinking a lot of wine lately. <laughs> I think it's safe to say that you have been too. Bev is a female first canned wine brand that was founded to change not only the way a product is consumed, but the way an industry and culture have operated for generations. In an industry that is almost exclusively masculine, Bev is breaking norms and creating something from a female perspective that is approachable, fun, and consumer centric. I'm sorry, did we just describe Bev or did we just describe our podcast? They have three varietals, Rosé, Sauve Blanc, and Pinot Gris, as well as a limited edition extra fizzy sparkling white wine for the holidays. Um, love the holidays. We'll drink any kind of wine. If it's fizzy, all the, all, the, all the more better. All the more better? Am I drinking wine right now? <laughs> Their wines are dry, crisp, and a little fizzy, super refreshing, and delicious. They have zero sugar and only three carbs and 100 calories per serving. The cans may look cute and tiny, but each can is a glass and a half of wine. Yes. Perfect for when you don't want to open a bottle of wine just for yourself. A 24-pack is equal to eight bottles of wine. Their four-packs are the perfect and cutest holiday gift for everyone on your list. Bev ships straight to your door, and shipping is always free. And, hello, we have an exclusive deal for Hall of Shame podcast listeners. Receive 20% off your first purchase, plus free shipping on all orders. I suggest trying their best-selling Ladies' Night variety packs. You can check out all of their delicious varietals. Go to drinkbev.com shame or use code shame at the checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-B-E-V dot com slash shame. Hall of Shame is brought to you by Theragun. I don't know about you guys, but I'm just a bag of tightness right now because I'm so stressed all the time or I'm tired or whatever it is. And I'm so grateful to have this Theragun in my home, especially at this time when you can't really get a massage because we're in a global pandemic. I mean, the daily stress of life weighs on us all. Whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person trying to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. Don't we all know it? That's why I use Theragun, the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now, as quiet as an electric toothbrush, so good. It really is. That's because the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor that's so quiet, you will wonder if it's on, but you will know because it will feel so good while you soothe your aching muscles with the Theragun's signature power, amplitude, and effectiveness. This thing is a godsend. Like, I could not have imagined how much I would use it and how much I would enjoy it. It couldn't have come at a better time, given everything that's going on in the world. So worth it. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need. Starting at only $199, go to theragun.com shame right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. 
That's theragun.com slash shame, theragun.com slash shame. Okay, we're back. Okay. On December 6th, Manti Teo attended the ESPYs in Orlando and received a phone call from Lene's phone. He answered it, of course. Holy shit. And it was Lene's voice. It was her. Could you? Let's just pause. (laughs) Let's just pause. Hold on, hold on. Let's pause. pause. I'm very much realizing how much I don't know about this story. (laughs) Neither did I, dude. I I thought I knew the ins and outs. And then when I went through and did the research, I was just like, wait, 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 wait. This story. Yeah. Can you imagine mourning the loss of someone and then their voice? And then them calling you. That would be highly distressing. My ass would put like rocks in my pockets and be like, am I walking into the ocean? (laughs) (laughs) I'm And you're like at the ESPYs. Yeah. And you're like at this very like peaking, amazing career moment. So he answered it. It's Lene's voice. Oh, my God. And she was she was like, hey, babe, um, <laughs> so hope you're doing well. Um, I faked my death because I was running away from drug dealers. Um, would love to catch up when you have a free sack when you're not at the SBs. <laughs> so I'm not dead. So, yeah, she said she wasn't obviously not dead. He's still here. <laughs> and that she had to fake her death because she was running away from people who wanted to hurt her like drug dealers. That's. Insane. Manti um, hangs up and calls what I would assume is his coaching staff at Notre Dame and tells them what happened and they hire a private investigator. If I'm in his shoes, I'd be like, okay, this sounds like Lene, but somebody somebody knows her and is doing some kind of prank call and it's not actually her. Yeah, this feels shady. And I'm like, I have a high profile and people are fucking with me. Totally. Yes. Yeah, he's like, what kind of asshole is going to do this to a yeah. grieving kid? Sure. So they hired a private investigator. Fair. So it's just insane. While Manti's personal world just got flipped upside down, he's still like in the thick of things professionally. On December 8th, two days later after this phone call, he attends the Heisman Trophy presentation. He Wild. ultimately gets runner-up, which is still a huge accomplishment. Huge, huge deal. Amazing. ESPN asks Manti, Again, two days after the phone call, you guys. They ask Manti what moment of his very public story of tragedy he would remember. First up, terrible question. Yeah. I'm sorry, what about this absolute shit year are you going to remember the most? In the in a world of shittiness, <laughs> can you pick out the biggest nugget of shit and share it with us? Yeah. <laughs> and this is what he said. Again, two days after the phone call from Lene. I think I'll never forget the time when I found out that, you know, my girlfriend passed away. Hmm. That's what his answer was. Okay. This was two days after the phone call. Wild. Also, again, what a shit question. (laughs) Hey, man, we're at the Heisman ceremony. You just got runner up. Like, the the second best thing that could happen to you as a college football player. What about the shitty year do you want to talk about? (laughs) Wild. Notre Dame finished out their season ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Manti was off to the championship in January, where sadly they ultimately lost to Alabama, as freaking every team as does. Every Stupid year, Alabama. Getcha. That day, CBS ran a story about Teo and even had a direct quote from his possibly deceased girlfriend, Lene, as well as photos of her. So, like, just I know you can't, but like, imagine the headspace that this kid's in. He's like not with us. No. He's like going through the motions of like going to these ceremonies because he's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So yeah. As, as if it couldn't get any worse, the week of the championship game against Alabama, Deadspin got an anonymous tip that Manti Teo's girlfriend wasn't real. What? Here's what the tip said. Okay. I know you guys get thousands of tips that are out there or crazy. This is one that should really be looked into. While Manti Teo is a loved native son here in Hawaii, he is also a fraud. The story about his girlfriend dying is completely made up. The story floating around the island is this. Manti was duped by a man online pretending to be this girl, Lene. Once Manti found out he had been tricked, he made up the story that she died in order to ensure that no one asked questions and he never looked foolish. (gasps) What? That is bonkers. A lot to twist, my friends. Twist. So the oh investigation begins. 
after some online sleuthing and a reverse image search, didn't even know that existed, it was discovered that all of the previous known photos of Lene were not, in fact, her. Her name wasn't (laughs) Lene. The woman in the photo was actually a woman named Diane O'Mara. But initially, to protect her identity, Deadspin called her Reba. She's now gone public. So (laughs) Diane Reba whatever you want to call her. Love that. Lived in Torrance, California, and was obviously very confused at first when they contacted her, and then horrified to learn she was the face of a dead girl. (laughs) That was all over the news, by the way. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Diane's like, what? Could you hey like, guys, what? Okay. Could you just getting that phone call, Retina? If you got that phone <laughs> call right now, like I would be like, um, hold up. I'd be like, where's my white gray vodka? Yeah. <laughs> Hun, do you have that white gray vodka? <laughs> you mean the Chardonnay? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Just let me have this. I, I'm getting a weird call. I don't do labels, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a very weird call right now. <laughs> So Deadsman continues to dig and finds Lene's Twitter. Her Twitter handle was lava, lava, love you. Then she changed it to Lene K. And then she changed it to love MSMK. Remember that one. Love MSMK. MSMK. Okay. MTAO underscore five and lava, lava, love you connected on Twitter for the first time in October of 2011. His first tweet to her was nice to meet you too, ma'am. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'm going back to that article that had no uh, source right. that claimed that they had met on the football field and had this very romantic story of how they met. Huh. Is our source Manti? We don't know. But I'm just huh. thinking about it. And I want sure. you to think about it too, okay? It's feeling a little like, what's up? Yeah. So things are... Uh, Things are starting Mm -hmm. to get a little fishy, okay? Sure. So what we learned is that all the photos on Lene's Twitter actually came from the private Facebook and Instagram accounts of Diane, except for one of them. One photo she hadn't posted anywhere. In December of 2012, Diane received a strange message on Facebook. It was from this, like, old classmate of hers from high school. The two hadn't talked since graduation, but Diane liked this guy. So she was like, okay, yay, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. This guy claimed that his cousin got into a really terrible car accident. Sound familiar? Hmm. And his cousin had seen Diane's photos before and thought she was really pretty. This old friend was wondering if Diane could take a photo holding a sign that read MSMK so that he could show his cousin and make him feel better. She had no idea what MSMK meant, but Uh she agreed to do it. So cut to Diane completely shocked when she finds this photo among the photos of this dead girl on her Twitter feed. Sure, this alleged dead ex-girlfriend of Manti Teo. Crazy. She calls this classmate up out of nowhere. Sure. Who immediately sounds alarmed. Sure. And he says, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And like rushes her off the phone. Moments after they hang up, the picture disappears from Lene's Twitter. (laughs) This is wild. So here's what I'm thinking. I kind of want to go back to the anonymous tip because it does kind of sound like something is forming in this way. Yes. So Rashna, before I tell you how this concludes, we're going to take one more little break. Hall of Shame is brought to you by BlendJet. We all want to make healthy choices, obviously. We we want to make healthy choices, but there's barely enough time to chew, let alone cook a healthy meal. Making healthy food is easy with BlendJet, your blender on the go. BlendJet is the original portable blender that makes it easy to create a fresh meal anytime, anywhere. Enough with the greasy takeout. No, an unhealthy prepackaged snacks. No, no matter where you go, if you have your blend jet, you're only ever 20 seconds from a fresh smoothie or protein shake. Okay, that sounds good. It can even make cocktails. Oh, now you're talking. Baby food, salad dressing, omelets, salsa soup, and more. 
Blendjet is compact and lightweight, around the same size as your favorite water bottle, but it packs big blender power. The new and improved Blendjet 2 quietly crushes through ice and frozen fruit. Plus, you can use it every day for two weeks before charging with any standard USB port. I got mine this weekend. It's lavender. It's very cute. I will be making margaritas with it. And Blendjet makes the perfect gift for everyone on your list who's looking to eat healthy and loves owning the latest must-have fitness accessory. Blendjet is the number one blender brand on Instagram with over 17,000 five-star reviews and over 1 million happy customers around the world. Try it risk-free with Blendjet's 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to Blendjet.com slash shame right now to save an extra 12%. Save an extra 12% at Blendjet.com slash shame. Blendjet.com slash shame. We have a new sponsor that we are really excited about, Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneering brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. For years, they've been changing people's lives with their premium CBD products. Lord Jones has long been a favorite among celebrities worldwide, showing up in the Instagram feeds of Hollywood's biggest names. And now they're inviting you to experience the finest CBD products available. From world-class skincare to tinctures, to decadent gumdrop confections. If you're curious about what CBD can do for you, trust me, you want to start with the best. Lord Jones is crafted with the highest quality ingredients and premium hemp-derived CBD that's lab-tested for purity, strength, and consistency. Lord Jones also makes the perfect gift. Go to lordjones.com shame to get 25% off your first order. Go to lordjones.com shame. 25% off your first order, lordjones.com slash Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Okay, so we are back. Diane, the real face behind Lene, is just finding out about this bizarre scandal she is indirectly involved with. And the dude who masterminded it all was her classmate named Ronaya Tuya Sosopa. He was a star high school quarterback turned religious musician. Oh. Okay. And guess what? He is friends with Manti Teo. Ah. Manti and Ronaya followed each other, and Teo even retweeted... Ronaya sometimes. Got you. They would say things like, you got to come down to Hawaii, bro. Like, want to hang out with you, dude? We still have no idea how these two knew each other or how they followed each other on social media, but very interesting that they were connected. They have a friendship. Sure. So Ronaya's Lene, right? That's kind of seems like where we're like getting at. So Deadspin gets all this evidence. They need to publish the article on January 16th, 2013, claiming that Manti Teo's girlfriend is not real. When the article comes out, everyone turns on Manti Teo. Sure. They think he's in on it. I mean, maybe maybe I do. Because they feel played. They feel played like their emotions have been toyed with. Yeah. Well, think about about the amount of people that – came around him and really... The people, like, found dimes like you did and donated instead totally. of got the extra meat on the Subway sandwich. That's, like, so many vegetarian Subway yeah. sandwiches. So much added meat and, like, avocado they could have had. Yeah. Also, Rachna, Manti Teo told his dad that he had met Lene. That's wild. So Manti Teo's dad is quoted in, like, all of these articles when, you know, when she died sure. and, like, they were talking to him about it. He would be like, yeah, like they hang out and like every time she's been here and like in Hawaii, they meet up and they hang out and it's like, so. That's wild. It's a little sus. I don't know what's going on. What is going on? I kind of get the distrust. Like I kind of get why people were like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. But the school, okay, it is important to note the school and Manti's family continues to support and defend him. Okay. But this shit like blows up. Everyone is talking about it. It's on every single news station, sports talk, radio, whatever. Look, America loves to turn on people. Yeah. Former safety, Zeke Mata, who lived in the same house as Teo, told the Tribune, Manti is a great teammate and friend. I wish people wouldn't make comments about things without knowing all the facts. Former Irish receiver John Goodman said that absolutely it seemed real. If you watch his interviews, if he's that good of an actor, then Hollywood better give him a call. Right. Some of Manti's old teammates said 
on multiple occasions, they spoke to Lene on the phone. What? Manti's friend and former teammate, Robbie Tomey, said, I talked to Lene several times. She'd be talking to Manti on speakerphone and she'd say, how's it going, Robbie? Her voice was definitely female sounding. I didn't doubt her for a second. He adds, she called me to tell me Manti's grandmother had died. I guess one of Manti's family members had texted her. So she told me to go find him. Huh. So now I don't know who to believe. I don't. What? What are you? Very confusing. I don't know who to believe. I'm turned around. So Manti addresses what's going on. This is wild. He makes a statement. Okay. This is incredibly embarrassing to talk about. But over an extended period of time, I developed an emotional relationship with a woman I met online. We maintained what I thought to be an authentic relationship by communicating frequently online and on the phone. And I grew to care deeply about her. To realize that I was the victim of what was apparently someone's sick joke and constant lies was and is painful and humiliating. About a week later, Teo goes on Katie Couric to further set the record straight and plays the voicemails allegedly from Lene for the audience. Manti, did you have any involvement in creating the scam? No, I, I, I did not. I think what um, people don't realize is that the same day that everybody else found out about this situation, I found out. See, I got the call on December 6th uh, saying that she was alive. And from December 6th to January 16th, my whole reality was that she was, uh, she was dead and all of a sudden she's alive. You provided us with some voicemail messages. Let's listen to one uh, that Lene left uh, on what she said was her first day of chemo. I'm just letting you know you got here and I'm getting ready for my first session and I just want to call you, keep you posted. I miss you. I love you. Bye. Doesn't it sound like a girl? It it's does. A girl, doesn't it? So the voicemail confirms that the person on the other side of the line does sound like a woman. Later, hmm. Ronaya went on Dr. Phil. Okay. Goes on Dr. Sure. Phil. I watched a clip of it. He kind he like goes behind this curtain. And does Lene's voice. So you can't see him, but you can hear the voice. Here's the original voicemail. Hey, babe, I'm just calling to say goodnight. I love you. And here's to Sopo's version. Hey, babe, um, I'm just calling to say goodnight and I love you. Totally sounds like a woman. Just like the call. Just okay. sounds fully, like the voicemail. I would totally buy it too. Tough. And Ronaya confesses to the whole thing. I can't express how sorry I am to all of you. People say... Well, does he even have any feeling towards this? The truth is I hurt every day for the decisions I made. This has been, I can't even say that difficult or trying. None of those words describe how hard this has been. He admitted to pretending to fall in love with Teo. He expressed deep regret for the pain he caused to Manti and his family. I have a question, Rachel. Literally, I have thousands, but go for okay. it. Okay. I just, that article where it says they locked eyes across a field is like the one thing that like throws this all off because like that's like a real like if he felt like it was only online why would he have let that article like why wouldn't he have been like oh I didn't meet her in person I just think the shitty thing is that we've caught him in too lot like I would assume yeah. that he kind of gave that article the South Bend Tribune or whatever it was it seemed like that who else would do that yeah it's just like weird it's just weird and then also the fact that he lied to his dad about yeah. meeting her. He was obviously very self-conscious of the fact that they had never met. But then also, who's the person that his dad was like, I hung out with her? Who was that person? Or was his dad lying? No, I think that Manti, the dad was under the Im impression that she would come to Hawaii. To hang. Yeah, and that Manti would go and meet up with her. But he but never, got you. He never did. That's wild. So, so yeah, the only reason that I'm like, kind of a little sus about Manti is because we've caught him in like potentially two big lies. Yeah, like now. he didn't not lie. He did not process. lie. So then yeah. it's just like, but also this Ronaya guy is like clearly messing with shady. Him. So right. I can totally see him like pretending to die 
And then being like, oh, whoopsies, P.S., just kidding. I was actually on the run from drug dealers. Like, they both make sense. Right. And they, they're they both a mess. They both don't make sense and do make totally, sense. Totally, yes. It's crazy. So I'm sure you're wondering what happened to Manti after this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was on this, like, crazy trajectory to be this incredible football star. His football career pushed forward despite the scandal he goes into the NFL Combine, which is where guys get invited to go before the draft to kind of like have one more chance to show off your skills. And lots of people are whispering sure. when he's there, sure. which probably was an nice experience. Yeah. yeah. Teo was selected in the second round, 38th overall by the San Diego Chargers. He played there mm-hmm. for four seasons, then signed to the Saints for two years, uh, and just this October signed to the Bears practice squad. Okay. So like – very successful in college, yeah, still sure. made it to the NFL, has been playing in the NFL this entire time. So, like, right. he probably made a butt ton of money. Yeah. And good Doing for Doing okay. Yeah. So, what, 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 basically? What I, do you think? I, I mean, it's hard for I, me to um, separate. I, like, almost, like, want to go back to sort of, like, growing up – in probably what was, like, a very religious and repressed situation. And so, like, not feeling like you could have messiness or something. I don't – what? Like – Did you ever watch the show Love is Blind? No. Okay. But you know the premise? Yes. So if you guys have never heard of Love is Blind, it's, like, two people are behind a wall and all they get to do is talk. They just get to talk to each other. They have no idea what each other's – what they look like or anything like that. And I feel like going and telling somebody after that, like if I if I were to go on Love is Blind and then I come home and I tell you, like, Brush, I fell in love with this guy and I don't sure. – I've never met him before. Like you would think, like, okay, that's a little crazy. It's a, it's a lot, Rachel. And I would yeah. probably be embarrassed about it. So I can see why right. he would want to hide that from people. Like he had photos of her, so he knew what she looked like, but – I mean, they were dating for years. He wanted to just add an addendum to the story where they met in person because it felt... It just felt, I think maybe just like was less embarrassing for him. I think the whole thing was embarrassing for him. It's so interesting though because I feel like by, it's like by the time we're telling this story, I feel like online dating was very common and it's not weird to be like I met someone online. Like it feels like by the year, what was it, 2009? 2009 was like when I graduated high school. So that means like MySpace was around. Like couldn't they have like. Yeah, I just feel like I have friends who met on, on you know, Match and like got married and it was never embarrassing. Like it was already yeah, right. pretty chill. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to like get into his mindset. Like I don't know why he was so embarrassed. But maybe he had an, an old fashioned sense of it. Because he was a Mormon. Because of where he grew up or I don't know. I don't know either. I would love – I hope that he does, like, a sit-down one day and just tells the whole story. Yeah. Like, there's the question, too, of, like, maybe he's, like, questioning sexuality and he doesn't have any access to doing that. And so he created this person. So it yeah. felt like he was having, like, the stereotypical heterosexual life. Also with Ronaya, too. I mean, like, he's he's having a relationship uh, – like, he's knowingly full-on having a relationship with another man. Right. That he didn't know was a man. But I'm pretty sure – I think I, I I remember them claiming, like, no, we're not gay. Like, it wasn't that. It was – I mean, it's all so interesting and it makes – it's, like, the biggest feeling I have is, like, I'm sad. I'm sad he felt like he had to lie for whatever the reasons were. I'm, I'm sad that he that, that he made those, like, little mistakes in the beginning and that he did lie to people because now yeah. people are never going to believe and, like, trust what the real story is. Totally. Like, I feel, I feel like that on this podcast we more than – go out of our way to give people like a fair chance. Yes. And I legitimately sitting here, I have no idea what the truth yeah, is. Yeah. It just, it feels like there's still so much, right? To the yeah. story we we have not been privy to. Uh-huh. It's fascinating. It's like, I'm also like just fascinating how his teammates aren't constantly like, dude, what the fuck? Like, there's no way that's not his whole life. That is, it just, it's, <laughs> that is all that the Bears practice squad talks about right now. It's like, my guy. You guys. Tell me Well, because the question is, like, it is, like, if you grow up in a very traditional family and sort of, like, the idea of what you're supposed to be and what your life's supposed to look like is very clear. And if and any part of you doesn't feel like you can do that, I think very easily people start to lie and, like. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely. I have a lot of empathy, but I'm also, like, I don't know if I'm, yeah, I'm suspect. I also, I don't think that 
having all of those people do all of those really nice things for him and raise money for him and do Yeah. Did he return that money? Oh, I I don't know actually. I don't know. It wasn't for him. It was for like a leukemia fundraiser. Okay, so at least like a leukemia foundation a good place got, got, money. got So the that's money. good. Yeah. That's but good. I just, you know, if he's like a, a man of of faith and all that stuff, like I don't think that somebody would be able to sleep at night. No. Knowing this lie and and getting yeah. all of this attention for it. And then even when she called him, he still kept up with these stories. Like I feel like yes. he really didn't know. Yeah. You think he did? You think he did? I don't know. I just it, it, there's some point at which he knew some lies and he was like profiting off of those lies and like gaining limelight or something and I don't know. <gasps> oh my god, my dudes. Okay, well, I am fascinated. Fascinated. Please, please let us know. Dying to know more already. What you guys think. Yeah. If you have more info, <laughs> send it our let way. Let us know. Listen, don't send it to do not send it to Deadspin. Send it to us. We are on the case now. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna figure this out. I know. I have a real mix of empathy and suspicion. Same. And I've never felt this yes. at the end of this podcast. Like, I feel yeah, like we've both I feel been like, definitive on, like, wherever we yeah, stand. Yeah, where we land. And I don't – I have no, no idea. I hope I hope I'm wrong. We don't have enough information. I hope that he was totally innocent. Yeah. Um. It's just – you know what it is? It's a shitty situation. It's People are complicated. People are complicated, complicated. And this story yeah. is complicated. Yeah. But, like, oh, my gosh, what a wild ride. What a wild ride that all happened publicly on Katie Couric. On Katie Couric, unfolded all over the news on Dr. Phil. Also, just like a little note, Dr. Phil sucks. He sucks, yeah, I'm sure. Um, Guys, don't get catfished. Don't get catfished. That's tough. Yeah, and um, good luck if you're online dating. This was a great story, (laughs) Rachel. I feel like I knew the very vague one-liner of this story, and this was amazing. Yeah, I didn't know much about it either. I just knew like the bio, like the you know the headline, and yeah, so crazy. (gasps) Manti. Okay, well, we will be back next week with another story. Doubt it will be this crazy, but we're gonna try. Yeah, (laughs) and we will see you guys then. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Hall of Shame is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our producer. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and me, Rachel Bonetta. And me, Rechna Fripbaum. Editing and sound design by Kyle Seglin. Brian Semmel is our associate producer. And Allison Falzetta is our development producer. Our theme music is by Taka Yasuzawa. Thank you to Sydney Rapp for production support every week. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.